For today's episode, I'd like to give you a little context. So over the past decade, there has been a hot topic within the church community across all denominations trying to answer one question. Where are all the young adults? So nationwide, there's been conferences, seminars, and books surrounding this phenomenon of the rapid decline of young adults attending church. In Kara Powell's book, Growing Young, she mentions that according to the 2015 U.S. Census Bureau data, adults ages 18 to 29 comprise 22% of the adult population. Yet that same age group represents less than 10% of church attendees nationwide. In today's episode, we hear from Renee Fogg, a woman who asks herself the same question and finds that maybe the solution isn't all that complex. Here's the show. We walked across the hall. We were like, you know what? No matter who all shows up, we are we are going to go with it. We were going to stick with it and just keep doing it over and over. stories about how God is moving in the lives of everyday people. Whether God has saved them from a fiery furnace or simply spoke to them in a Starbucks, we get to hear all about it right here on Jesus Dates. I grew up as a preacher's kid, so we moved a lot every two or three years. They moved us back then a lot more sooner. You know, we moved a lot more often, I should say. I lived in all of northern Indiana. And you um, moved all throughout Indiana? I did, yes. Uh, growing up, I have two sisters and a brother, and I'm the oldest. Oh, you are? I'm the oldest. Oh, yes. so do you, do you have the, do you feel like you have the, the oldest um, well, personality traits? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. You know, my... My younger siblings are a little more free spirit, you know, than I am, you know. I tend to be a little more responsible and <laughs> some boring and so to speak. No, so. no that's, so, those are good traits. But, uh, my grandma and grandpa were, uh, they actually lived out on a farm. I have oh, some nice. very good memories actually going, we'd go to my grandma's house and grandma and grandpa's house growing up. For vacations, that's what we did. We, you know, as being a preacher's kid, we didn't have a lot of money or anything, so that was always our vacations: is going to grandma and grandpa's. My grandmother, she would run the Dorcas, and we were out delivering food to so and so, or you know, somebody who was sick, or they were very, you know, involved. My grandpa too, and it was just all I knew. And so now you, so tell me a little bit about your your immediate family now. Mm-hmm. I've been married for about 28 years to my husband, Mike. That's exciting. Yeah, 28 years. I can't believe it. And I have two daughters. One's 21 and one's 23. Are you and your husband a lot alike? We are, which is kind of funny because he's actually an oldest and our personalities are a lot alike. Oh, really? Yes. They say, I know that may not be the best thing, but it's really worked well for us. And That's awesome. It's been a blessing. Yeah. He's... I say my soulmate. Out of everything that you've experienced in life, what is just like one story or something that you can share with me of how you've seen God work in your life? So we've been to this church for about, we have been, well, we've been members now for about 18 years. We'd kind of gotten out of the habits of going potlucks. We used to go all the time. And then we kind of gotten out of habit of going. 
And there was one, this one particular Sabbath, I thought, all right, well, let's just go. You know, wasn't even really planning on staying. We decided to go. And there was a, a lady there that I recognized, and I said her name. And I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, it had been how many years since I'd seen her from Indiana. Okay, so you know her from high school. I did. And so it was like, oh, my goodness, you know. And and I asked her, I said, what, what brings you here? And she said, you know, my daughter's... I have two daughters that have moved to the area recently. And she says, Renee, where are all the young adults? Hmm. And it was just like, well, you know, they're around here. You know, I was trying to be encouraging, but there really wasn't. So I went over there. I thought, okay, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to go. You know, she goes, oh, I want you to meet them. And so I did. And I said, oh, I want you to meet our new, you know, meet all our pastors. And, and hey, if you need anything let me know i think i even gave him my number do you think like why do you think that that age group is vacant um that age is critical in the way that to me at least is my opinion and that age you know they they have so much on their plate they're working going to college and some of them are working on their masters and yeah and they have a lot of responsibilities or some had just gotten married or they're trying to get their feet on the ground and getting a home or, you know, just getting their... It's a very, like, transitional stage in life. It is. You know, they, it's, they're adulting. They're, they're learning all the stresses yeah. of life, <laughs> you know. And ever since then, I went home, and it was just in the back of my mind, and it just kept... It was just like the Lord was tugging on my heart. And I had mentioned it to Pastor Orlando's wife, Monica. I said, you know... We have somehow we need to get a ministry going for these young people, these young adults. And so I had reached out to them, and lo and behold, um, Monica called me and she said, All right, she said, um, You know, the Lord's been tugging at my heart. She goes, Let's, um, she's, you know, can we, we want to talk with you and Mike and sit down and have a meeting? So she had been feeling the same thing too. She had. I think I'd mentioned it to them, and somehow uh, the Lord had put it on her mind, and she couldn't let it go. It was like, uh, from what I understand, she was wrestling with that. We just felt like we needed to do something. So uh, I had asked them, and do you mind inviting all the young adults to stay after the service for about five minutes? And we had did a question and answer thing you know what would you like to see would you like to be interested we were getting names and phone numbers and hey would you are you interested and they were all on board wow so people actually showed up they did they were and i think it was an eye-opener to all of us because we were like you know wow there are you know quite a few in the so what did they say what type of things did they say that they well you know just i think just a place some events and a place places where they could feel connected to form bonds and special relationships to have a safe place where they can share and just spend time together get to know each other they just didn't know each other yeah and so we had gotten their names and and we started from there and with a lot of prayer and we sat down, Monica and I sat down and just talked about, okay, what can we do? thought we're going to be intentional in seeking them out. I remember the first time when we, it was like a game night, I think it was. I remember we walked across uh, the fellowship hall. We were like, you know what? 
no matter who all shows up, we are we are going to go with it. We were going to stick with it and just keep doing it over and over. And just like, Lord, this is your thing. You take it. What were some of the things that you did that were intentional to reach out to them? Well, we would text them. We called them. We prayed for them. And I tell you, as a parent myself, I would want somebody to reach out to my kid, whether or not they're involved in church or not. Either way, we reach out to a lot of them, whether or not they come or not. You know, like I said, at first when we were texting in, they're like, who is this? And who, you know, (laughs) we kind of stalked them a little bit in a good way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But reaching out to them and try to get to know them and get them connected. But Really, I think our mission or goal, so to speak, is loving them, being intentional, whether that's praying for them, reaching out to them, texting them, saying, hey, how are you doing? They may have questions about a job or if they're in college, they're looking for a roommate or they're, you know, just our number one, though, uh, you know, with loving them, being intentional is God and everything. I guess, how has this experience from start to where it is now kind of taught you about God and how he moves? I really believe that's his. This is all about him. And it's just so exciting to see how he's worked because I'm just a small little tiny piece of the pie. or I'm just being, I'm thankful to be used for him and everyone all these young people all these young young adults i i really pray that they all feel love and that god cares for them i hope they feel that and if you're curious if their intentionality has made a difference it took only a few short months to go from zero young adults to a thriving young adult community that's busting at the seams Renee, she gives all the credit to God and says that he simply poured his love for young adults into her heart. And that's what made the transformation. If you'd like to share your story about how God is moving in your life, leave us a message on our Jesus Dates voicemail number 218-656-0540 or send us a message to our email connect at thecurrentministry.com or Instagram page at The Current Ministry. This podcast is brought to you by The Current Ministry, music by Azrael Post. And this is your host, Molly Duper, thanking you for joining us. And until next time, grab a friend, a cup of joe, and go have your very own Jesus date. So how do you know what a young adult needs. You I pray a lot in the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I do. I do pray a lot in the car. Yeah.